Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> Today's episode of The Other Stories is Beta, written by J.L. Royce and narrated by James Barnett, a.k.a. Jimmy Horace. I huddle under the snow-covered branches of a fallen pine. Shivering has stopped. Not a good sign. Winter crouches outside, waiting. I hear it growling in the wind, ready to consume me, if Lloyd doesn't get here first. As I peer out, the mists open to reveal the soft snow-draped hills, but I see veils parting in a dim white seraglio, an ageless voluptuary revealed on her couch, limbs spread wide, cold and inviting. Lay down. She moans with the voice of the wind, and I'm reminded of Marais, when we were together, when we were good. Nostrils are crusted with ice. The bleeding side has ceased to burn. Endorphins ease the road to dusky death. It would be so pleasant just to sleep. No. I refocus my anger moving a bit, then a bit more, until the pain returns in my bent back. I twist and the gunshot wound tears open. I moan in pain. Where is Lloyd, anyway? I have a plan. How pathetic one's life appears, reduced to a jumbled pile on the sidewalk. The clothes, the books, the music, the memories. Once cherished, each with its place, 
now a damp heap staining the pavement. Thought we had a chance at something long-lasting, Murray and I. We each had a career, and that left little time together out of bed. But we made the most of it for a while. Lloyd was a mutual friend, an accountant who had both of our firms for clients. We'd shown up at common bars and parties. I'd paid no attention, though Murray had observed how comfortable he was in his body. Then it became harder to get her by phone. After lunch, she wasn't back. She wasn't at her desk. Didn't know why. She became distant when we were together. Apparently, Lloyd was comfortable in her body too. I'm an engineer. Neuroengineering. Prosthetics, augments, really cutting-edge implants. I tend to get preoccupied with the task at hand which nearly defines a talented engineer. But I lost the big picture with Murray, which meant one evening finding my belongings in a heap outside her townhouse. A while later, this came back to me. She told someone I had just been a novelty, like screwing a dog. Now, I find that remark ironic. The worst part was, my friend made it clear he intended to remain my friend. No harm, no foul. He acted like this was just a promotion he deserved, from third wheel to big wheel. As for Murray, she looked at me with the slightest, knowing curve in her smile, when the three of us were together. That smile said, I got the better deal. The blood trail is thin, but even a fool like Lloyd can follow it. I pray he'll find me in time. God listens, when it suits. In the winter's stillness, I can hear Lloyd's fumbling process through the deep snow as he approaches the nearest rise. My heart quickens, and I stretch, getting ready. Harry? He calls. I'm coming, man. His head tops the hill I'd seen as a belly, and soon he's over and descends between my imaginary lover's spread legs. Blonde and tall. He unslings the heavy rifle as he approaches, held casually. But ready. He looks like an ad for Cabellus. Glad you stopped running, Harry. I'm freezing my ass off. Let's finish this so I can go home. Lloyd works the bolt, chambering around into the 30 odd six, and waves the barrel in my general direction. Must hurt like hell. He's peering into the brush, searching. Perhaps he can hear the ragged breathing, or some movement in the branches. Murray is at the lodge. Can't wait to warm my hands. No doubt he's daydreaming about where those chilly hands were going to settle. I rise, slowly. That's it. Come on out so I can do a proper job. I don't want to cause any more pain. I crawl out, with limbs burning with pins and needles now from crouching so long. I try to say something, but all he hears is a wet groan. Okay. Now, just stand still. Grinning. He raises the rifle to his right shoulder, squinting along the barrel. I drift a little to my right, his open side. His phone rings and the gun wavers. Gathering all my strength, I spring for his throat. took a shabby room in one of the cheaper motels off the expressway of Madison. Amenities included the rusting coin-operated washer-dryer in the basement, 
an ice machine, and vending machines providing a selection of fine dining. Only the engine braking of the big rigs interrupts the constant brown noise of their tyres. But I wouldn't be hearing any of that. The do not disturb sign went on the door, emphasised with a 20, placed in the work-worn hand of the cleaning staff. Along with my garbage bag of belongings, I brought a stock of vitamin water, microwave dinners and pop-tarts, pyjamas and robes to wear, and a hospital-grade air overlay mattress with memory foam liner to toss on the worn-out motel bed. I didn't want to come out of this with decubity. I'd shaved my thinning hair. The skullcap was a mixed bag of technology, EEG and NIRS for sensing, TMS for stimulation, as much IO as I could get without further surgery. I already had the augmented reality implant that would give me sound, smell and sight. Oh, I'd have gone for implants in a hummingbird's heartbeat, but I knew it would have raised too many questions. When Lloyd came along with this adventure gang getaway plan, it was too good to be true. Murray thought it was childish, but I said it sounded great. Got him really excited about it, because I had my own plan. The workstation and router went on a table pulled near the bed. I wasn't taking any chances on losing connectivity. The UPS was in place on the floor, a cellular backup data connection live, and a code running to hop addresses through dark web anonymization. To the Adventure Gang staff, it would start out looking like my own network address, but by the time they had figured out what happened, they wouldn't be able to stop me. When I was a child, I saw a video taken from a cam on a peregrine falcon, riding the currents of the air. I wondered what it would be like to be a bird, or an animal. So did others. Others inspired to embed the sensing and transmission tech, integrate and power it internally. It wasn't my field, but I understood it well enough to hack it. Once we could instrument the animals, wasn't it only natural that we'd want to hunt and kill them? Wolf hunting is challenging, but with a human rider influencing the target, it can be even tougher. The weekend in the north woods of Wisconsin would be expensive, but Lloyd could afford it and invited me to play the part of the prey. He must have figured I'd been an easy mark, and I played along. He and Murray would enjoy the lodge with its dining and fireplace and jacuzzi, while I stayed home on a remote link which was how I ended up hiding out in a musty hotel room, jacked into tech that cost most of my savings. I turned off the room lights and closed the curtains. Running the connection script, I lay down and blinked on my augment. The darkness of the real world vanished in the virtual test stream from the adventure group, a visual pattern, elevator music, and the smell of cloves, then vertigo. And I was in the north woods on a brilliant winter afternoon. A flood of bodily impressions crawled into my skull, arriving as echoes of sensations. Cold, hunger, and belonging. The strength of the pack. In return, my rush of eager anticipation suffused my host. Throwing back his head, he howled. The pack moved, and he with it. The time had come. Returning to my human reality was a struggle, like swimming upstream. I blinked on a menu in my augment and launched a hack that would sever Adventure Group's control of my linkage. 
the network connection began its random jumps. I demanded the adventure group SOPs and studied every procedure for every scenario. In moments, techs would notice their safety protocols had evaporated and try to end the session. Failing that, they'd frantically try to break my connection and regain control of their animal. But to no avail, we were both free of them. Then they'd call the client. A hundred pounds of adult wolf strikes Lloyd. The phone falls. The rifle cartwheels out of his arms, sticking barrel down in the snow. The animal's pain from Lloyd's first lucky shot is amplified by my human rage. Jaws opening wide, he latches onto Lloyd's neck and tears open his throat. Lloyd struggles for a while, but he's pinned on his back. Arterial red blood sprays over wolf and prey across the virgin snow. The air is full of its iron smell, intoxicating. Lunging again, we crush Lloyd's larynx, ending his gurgling scream. Stretched on top of Lloyd, panting from the exertion, the animal gathers strength, lapping the fresh blood, absorbing the warmth of the dying body beneath it. I stare into Lloyd's eyes through the wolf's watching the light of awareness fade away. We have to be strong when the pack arrives. I know what I want to do next, but how to communicate to my host when there are no words. Most of our experience as mammals is common, and I summon up hunger, fixing my attention on the blaze orange shell of Lloyd's jacket, imagining the rich feast beneath it. The wolf sits back, sniffing and nuzzling the alien barrier, then rips through it. On he tears through nylon and fleece and poly-poly layers until the pale flesh is exposed. Then through the skin. The wolf throws back his head and howls one long beautiful cry. He needs no further encouragement, ripping deep into the abdomen. Soon, the air is redolent of flesh and guts. From the woods behind come answering calls. The pack approaches. We bury our muzzle inside Lloyd, pouring deep in his organs, swallowing great gobbets. We are quite comfortable in his body, steaming in the frigid twilight. The wolf raises his dripping muzzle and howls again. A cry of life, of triumph. The pack will join us and feast. The humans will try to recapture the wolf or kill it. But I will be there watching for the traps, the poison bait, the trail cams. He'll come to read my reactions and respond to them. There's no telling how long we'll be together before the link degrades or one of us dies. My wolf will whine before the alpha and yield the kill, but drive back any other competition until the leader has had his fill. Later, the pack will gather in the woods, content with full bellies. Tonight... I'll share my lust and the wolf will find a bitch to mount. She'll readily yield to the beta. Life is good. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Ever Stories. Beta was written by J.L. Royce, narrated and edited by James Barnett, a.k.a. Jimmy Horrors, 
with music by Chris Zabriskie and Andrew K.N. and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Knight, and to Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading. And of course to Ben Errington for dishing out an endless buffet of delectable content at his social media smorgasbord. Savour the flavour of Ben. J.L. Royce is an author of science fiction, the macabre, and whatever else strikes him. He lives in the northern reaches of the American Midwest, exploring the wilderness without and within. His work appears in Allegory, Fifth Die, Fireside, Ghostlight, Love Letters to Poe, Lovecraftiana, Mysterion, Parabnormal, Sci-Fi, Strange Eon, Utopia, Wild Blood, etc. He's a member of the HWA and GLAHW. Some of his anthology stories may be found at jlroyce.com. James Barnett is the producer of the Night's End podcast, a short story fiction podcast with tales of horror and the paranormal. Search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You can also catch other works of his at jamesbarnettcreative.com. The other stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means, share the hell out of it. So, until next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.